and welcome everyone to the Triax Performance Podcast. The inaugural Triax Podcast here. We're very excited to bring it to you. It's been a, a long time coming. Uh, thank you for tuning in. My name is Rob Dells and I form one third of the Triax Performance team. You can find me on Twitter at Dells Roberts and I'm joined by the two far more important members of the trio. We've got Sean, which is Sean Jessamine. Welcome to you, Sean. Okay, Rob. And the man who started all, Damon Bednarski. G'day, Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, Rob. And yourself? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Pretty good. I uh, just want to give us your Twitter handle there, boys, just in case someone wants to uh, reach out to you. you got Damo, what's your Twitter, ha- Twitter handle there, mate? Uh, at Damon Bednarski. Uh, get Rob to spell that one out for you. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of trouble with that one over the journey. And Sean, what's yours, mate? Uh, you can find me at... at S underscore Jessamine. Or as well, if you want to follow me on Insta, S Jessamine underscore SC. Uh, So firstly, I thought we'd like to start off uh, the first podcast episode, just going through who we are and and what we're about, because we've been posting a lot of content out there lately and and some people might not be sure of, of what we're doing or what our end game is here. So we thought we'd take the opportunity to get our uh, voices out there and our faces on the screen to sort of introduce ourselves and, and what we want to accomplish going forward. So firstly, we wanted to start off by uh, just giving a quick introduction of ourselves and, and who we are and, and our different backgrounds and experiences we've had on our own personal journeys and how we've sort of come together to uh, produce the, uh, the Triax brand. So. We might hand it over to Damo first because Damo is actually the man who uh, created this all and uh, is the brainchild uh, of this uh, this performance brand. So Damo, if you want to give us a little bit of a rundown as to who you are and, and what you've done in the past. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Uh, all right, so where, where did it all start? It started back at... Uh, Deakin Uni, we all did our undergrad together, uh, Bachelors of Exercise and Sports Science. Uh, it was a very seedy, hungover morning for me, um, the first time I met Sean and Rob. Um, the, the place is now closed, the old Hawthorne Hotel, but yeah, I'd been there the night before and uh, they go, all right, let's form some groups. And I said, yep, I'll definitely be on the uh, computer today, lads. It was a 2K ro- rowing test, I believe. Um, so yeah, that was the first time I met Sean and Rob. Um, it must have been a good first impression from from me, that's for sure. Probably a bit green in the face um, there the first time we met. But yeah, so we all met at Deakin, um, did our undergrad together. I sort of um, pissed off for a bit and did an exchange. So we sort of finished at different times. But um, Rob and I sort of kept in touch a little bit after uni and sort of kept that going but after um the undergrad i went straight into a masters of applied sports science as well at deakin um just to further enhance my skills and do a bit of stuff in research as well so um on the side while i was doing that i was also at box hill united in the mpl2 so um started off there interning during undergrad and then um moved into a more permanent role there as the head S&C um, and sports scientist there for a season or two before getting the sack, which is something that most sports scientists will experience when the coaching staff get um, swept out of the room. So um, 
yeah, the entire coaching staff got sacked there. So then moved on to other things. Um, so then after my master's, um, which I did a bit of fast bowling research in, um, I ended up at Cricket Victoria doing an internship um, there, uh, strength and conditioning primarily, but also having done some research on fast bowling workloads also helped out with that with the men's squad. And then once you get your foot in the door, I sort of was around a little bit and moved into an interim role as the Pathways SNC coach at Cricket Victoria for a couple of months. And then uh, that didn't continue into anything else after that, but I sort of have been around the trap still a bit at Cricket Victoria doing some stuff. And then after that moved into um, an SNC role in the VAFA with old Geelong. So was doing that until COVID obviously interrupted that. Um, and as well on the side, this is probably where Sean came back into things um, post undergrad uni was we're actually running the athletic wellbeing program at Mount Scopus, which is a private school in Melbourne. Um, I started off doing that myself and then was looking for a bit of extra help because um, the program was expanding a little bit. So I sort of reached out into my network to see who was out and about. And that's where we bumped back into Sean. So Shawnee started working with me at Mount Scopus, um, which was um, a good, good bit of fun. And then again, obviously, because COVID's um, hit, we sort of were out a bit of work. So I guess if we go into the introduction of where Triax came from, that was probably because of COVID. Um, there wasn't a whole heap going on. And I guess as a lot of SNC coaches and sports scientists come to realize, you probably need to make yourself a little bit more indispensable um, and have multiple avenues of income. And the, yeah, that was it really. I guess it, yeah. it was a walk on a um, COVID isolation day. I was walking around. I'd been <laughs> listening to a lot of podcasts about, you know, you've got to start your own income streams. And I, I sort of went, oh, what's something that I've been doing or where's a gap in the, in the industry? And I sort of thought, well, um, I've been trying to do it. You know, I've been working at uh, sub-elite amateur clubs you know, for not a lot of money, for a lot of time, um, providing strength and conditioning and sports science services. It's clearly popular, um, but where where do we find that anchor point after um, COVID? And so the idea sort of come to me that perhaps rather than me going into a club and doing it three nights a week, you know, match days and spending a lot of time doing that and providing the service, how about we as sports scientists or strength and conditioning coaches go into a club and work more as a consultant. So we actually go and educate the coaches, um, the staff there and provide the same input. So we can give them programs, we can help them run sessions, but rather than us having to be there all the time for not a lot of money and the clubs obviously can't afford to pay us more, um, we give them the resources, but also then the skills to um, utilize that themselves. And then we can be there as a resource. And then that makes us, or this is where Triax came into it, where we can offer that service to then multiple clubs um, at a cheaper rate than hiring someone for the entire season. And then that way, obviously, post-COVID, um, financially, it's a lot better for clubs um, that they sort of pay a lower rate, but they also get the same resources and information that they would normally. Um, it's just that we're not going to be there on the ground um, each and every session, but we're obviously there 
to help guide them along the way. So um, that's where the idea come from. But yeah, uh, yeah, once I came up with that idea, I went, well, this is probably far too big for me to try implement myself. So I reached out into my network. So I think Sean was one of the first that I sort of spoke to about it, obviously, because we were working together at um, Mm. Scopus. So I sort of went, what do you think of the idea? And I sent a message to Rob and Rob was in from the outset. You were the first one to go. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. Um, There's a few other unlucky people that uh, shit canned the idea or weren't on board to start off with that uh, potentially may have wanted to jump in later on, but yeah, that's, Mm. that's unfortunate, but here we are, man. So Rob, uh, Sean, where are you at with... Um, well, I think that, I think that ties in well, um, Damo, with when, you, like you just said about that, um, that idea that you had and you sort of wanted to get feedback on it and then who you went out to. And it probably leads into Sean's background well as to why you would have gone and reached out to Sean. So maybe, Sean, if you go through your experiences, I know Damo's just touched on like the... Uh, the Deacon side of it where we all know each other and, and Mount Scopus as well. But maybe if you go into a bit more detail as to your background as well and you can sort of um, yep. paint a nice picture there. Yeah, so as, uh, as Damo said, we all did the uh, sports science course over at Deakin. Um, and while I was doing that degree, part of our work experience that we had to do, I did with Richmond's AFL side. Um, a lot of that was uh, GPS analysis and data analysis, just helping out um, running all that for the sports science team for training sessions. Um, and then after our after my sports science degree finished, I decided to do an honours year uh, at Deakin again. Um, and that was looking at the training specificity of uh, AFL field umpires. So just comparing their training data and their match data and seeing if they were uh, preparing adequately for for competition um and so that was a lot of uh, a lot of data analysis again um that i did sort of similar to richmond uh, and i got to the end of that honors year and sort of decided that i didn't think uh that avenue was quite for me um so i was sort of pondering my options, um, decided that I was interested in the strength and conditioning side of things. Um, so I sought out um, some internships because I was stuck in a way because I'd spent all this um, this entire course that I'd done without really gaining any practical strength and conditioning experience. So, um, so I'd already graduated, um, sought out some internships. I did one at Core Advantage, which is a private strength and conditioning facility here in Melbourne. Um, they work with a lot of junior athletes, uh, mainly basketballers, but also some older athletes from all other sports um, as well. Um, and also did an internship with Port Melbourne Football Club in the VFL. So I was able to gain a bit of experience from Port Melbourne, sort of in one sense, um, from a team perspective. And then core advantage was more the the one-on-one and small group stuff. Um, so I think I've got a good mix um, from doing both those internships. Um, and then from that, I was able to land uh, a role as a strength coordinator with the Franks and Dolphins, the VFL, which I'm still there now. 
Um, Damo reached out to me, got on board with him at Scopus. Um, and I'm also assisting with uh, the junior athlete development programs that Melbourne Fitness and Performance run, which is also a private strength and conditioning facility um, out in Dandenong. So um, they, their gym's based in Footscray, but they've signed signed on to help with um, the indoor sports centre in Dandenong um, that runs some basketball programs and they decided that part of what they want to add is some strength and conditioning stuff on top of all the skill development so they mfp they help to run that and i assist um assist them with that again similar pathway to uh damon and sean i uh started at deacon as well did an undergraduate degree there in exercise and sports science uh graduated um, the same year as Sean, um, managed to uh, pip him in the overall uh, average, <laughs> average GPA, which was uh, which was a real highlight of my career and something that's you know I, I reflect upon each day. So that was really good. Well, the skinnier uh, teeth, I, I would have thought, Rob. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's probably true actually. Um, and then I sort of followed the same path as Sean into uh, honours year or research um, in that year following the completion of the undergrad, I, in the my final year of the undergraduate degree itself, I was an intern at uh, Victorian Institute of Sport, so um, their sports science service in there, mainly working with field hockey, but doing bits and pieces with other programs around there as well, particularly in the sports science, like analytics side, so more like data handling, athlete workloads, all that sort of stuff. Uh, managed to finish finish the uh, honours thesis there and, and got a good enough score to um, progress to a PhD. So this is where I sort of continued on with um, the research side of things. And and then through that and, and through some connections that um, through my honours, which I completed at Vic Uni, I um, was fortunate enough to pick up a role at the Melbourne Storm doing their uh, sports science, like data analyst stuff. So mainly looking at using GPS data and all that, looking at athlete workloads. So from there, I've now progressed into the second year of a PhD at the moment and um, working on from there. So I'm sort of more of a, a blend of um, sports science analytics sort of side, uh, looking at crunching numbers and um, from a different perspective and, and looking at periodization and all those sort of things as well. Whereas Damon and Sean have got more of that hands-on SNC experience, but as uh, I was alluding to before, I think it ties in nicely for all three of us. We've got a bit of a different blend and a different skill set. Maybe if we can go back to the reason why we're all starting this and, and what we want to do, Damo, if you want to sort of talk through, well, triac, tri, triac, sorry, what what are we doing? Like, what what do we actually want to achieve out of this, and and how do we want to help people? And, and most importantly, how are we going to do that? So if you can sort of touch on maybe um, those couple of points there and, and Sean can have some commentary into that as well and, and really try and spell out for the people who are listening and, and our followers and all that, why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, we, we have posted quite a bit of stuff and um, obviously strength and conditioning, sports science is what we're into. But to be more specific, um, as part of us bringing together um, triax was that we identified that there's probably a gap 
for the amateur and sub elite clubs in terms of what services they actually get. So um, every club will have a fitness program of some sort, whether that's the coach or um, a player within the squad that will run the fitness component of that. But our idea was to bring as professional a program or setup to be available for any club. So whether they're at the amateur or sub elite level. So um, essentially bringing high performance services that we've gained experience with um, at the sub elite level. So with um, semi pro teams uh, or professional teams and use our knowledge and experiences to then be able to provide those high performance services. So um, it sounds a bit flash and all that, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, um, every preseason, the club's going to do a running program. Um, depending on what sport it is, athletes are probably going to do some gym um, at home or outside of training or at their club if they've got the facilities. So the idea for us is to actually provide um, evidence-based programs that are based on our experiences and um, the current research that's out there and I guess present that in a way that is um, usable for people at the amateur and sub elite level that don't aren't familiar with that or haven't done that before so that comes into it so um, the idea for us is that we're essentially creating programs for clubs so that would involve a pre-season in-season setup so most clubs may only want it for the preseason. So our idea is that we we've developed some um, template running sessions. So that'll include your aerobic sort of stuff. So your longer runs, um, we like to use uh, MAS, which is uh, maximal aerobic speed training, which is um, an aerobic aerobic training method, which we've written um, some stuff on a bit more detail in our blog um, and then including some high-speed running stuff. So, again, getting that sprinting um, programmed into a preseason. And the idea with that is that we sort of build up athletes so that they're going to be performing at their best um, leading into the season and obviously from an injury prevention perspective as well. So, um, yeah, everything that we've sort of put out there is quite general, but um, clubs that want to reach out to us or individual athletes, which we have a handful of working with us at the moment, um, everything is individually tailored to the athlete or the club that we're working with. So I guess that's the the key point is that um, it, we are, we do have templates and we do have that um, sort of service, but everything will be tailored. So it's about giving each club what they need to get their athletes um, as best prepared to play and perform yeah. as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think, one of the um, one of the aspects we need to touch on as well is the influence of the coronavirus pandemic and how that has um, stimulated um, the, the the program that we've got going at the moment and how we want to incorporate that into the sub elite um, elite teams, particularly around Melbourne, and and the impetus for doing that. So we know that let's be honest, clubs aren't going to have a lot of money now like they've lost effectively lost a whole season and and a lot of revenue surrounding that so from that other aspect we, like we looked at it and we thought well clubs don't want to spend you know five grand for a strength and conditioning coach for a whole season now or for a whole pre-season or whatever it may be they're not going to have that money at all and they're not going to look to do that so we then went back and, and this was sort of i know it was on the drawing board early that well maybe if we can look at more 
instead of being that hands-on, we can sort of allow and give uh, these coaches more tools to um, facilitate their own programming at a fraction of the cost. So more look at that consultancy sort of role that might be a bit more financially viable than hiring you know, a personal trainer or a conditioning coach for an entire pre-season, which is what a lot of clubs do. And, and that's a good way to go about it. But now that we know well, the, uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic, the clubs just aren't going to have that sort of financing available to do that. And so that's why I think we thought that it would be a good idea to give it a shot, particularly in this time, because, well, you know, it's as good a time as any now that there's a lack of revenue coming for local clubs and, and how we can sort of help with that. And uh, I know, Sean, you had um, a couple of good ideas for jumping on as well um, and surrounding that. So if you want to touch on a couple of points that you suggested to me early on. So I think that um, one of the big things that we can offer is to offer like some individual gym programs um, that we provide online. Um, I don't think that having a personal trainer standing next to you doing a session every single week is feasible, just mainly to start off by the, the money it costs as well as it just gets a bit of a pain in the ass when you've got someone standing over your shoulder watching what you're doing the whole time. Mm. Um, so I think that's one thing that um, we can do or we can offer that um, sets us apart in a way because it just gives you the freedom to, and also the independence to do the sessions when you want. Um, and you can sort of experiment with things and tinker things where, and it gives you a better understanding of why you're doing the program and what works rather than having someone spoon feed it to you the whole time. Um, which I think does does certainly help in the long run. Uh, with the even just going back to um, Triax as a, as as a brand and what what we can offer is that we've all been in high performance sort of settings where we, we're dealing with elite athletes and we see that all the protocols that they implement um, and we've also all worked at the sub elite level. Mm. where resources are scarce. Um, you don't have the same time commitment. You're not full-time athletes. Um, and we can, we can see what works and what wouldn't work. And we can tell you what's worth time investing into, what's not worth investing into. Um, I think that a lot of uh, sub-elite clubs or local level clubs, they think that, oh, we don't have the resources to to do what the, the big dogs do, but 80% of what gets all results is the real simple stuff. Mm. It, it's, being, it's a scary term, isn't it? That. It's a scary term when yeah. you use high performance at, at the local yes. level. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, it's a great point. Darren. And, and what uh, I think it's good, great, a great couple of points. What Sean said is that we having been in both environments, you have a greater appreciation of what actually works at high, like at a high performance sport and at the sub elite level as well. Like you know that you know, the technologies that are available at the high performance level, you don't necessarily need at the sub elite level anyway. Like there's a couple of good things and, and I'm a strong advocate, advocate for GPS, but like as, as you guys would well know that things you need at grass, or grassroots are nothing. Like you, they're not what you actually think you need judging from a high performance uh, criteria. Yeah, I think that's one thing too, like with GPS is fantastic, but 
um, in my experiences, I've only ever had the luxury of having them, um, you know, mm. in a couple of roles. And if it is, it's quite limited. So um, if you can't apply it to everyone, then you can always resort back to the basic methods. You know, you, you can track and monitor things pretty easily. Um, all you really need is like a spinning wheel and some cones and you, you can track exactly how far people are mm. running in your high speed drills, which is, um, similar to what Rob's going to get off a GPS. Obviously there's a bit more of legwork to it, but yeah, I think that's one thing is that we can, we can still provide the same outcomes and services as Sean said, um, without all the, of the resources, all of the flashy, stuff um at the end of the day it does come down to the basics yeah absolutely i think that's i think that's a bit that's just a great point it just um emphasizes that point of difference really doesn't it maybe if you can sort of give a timeline demo as to when we first started to now and sort of the processes that have gone involved into that before we uh, before we wrap up june this year was roughly yeah. maybe maybe a little bit earlier when things sort of started to um, come together in terms of putting the idea um, there. Obviously, we had the the big picture idea of where we probably mm. are at now, but geez, mm. there was a lot of steps along the way that <laughs> we, we probably we probably didn't anticipate that we would need to um, <laughs> to to work through. Um, yeah, well, that's it. Because I remember, mate, when you first initially messaged me about it, I remember hitting up Sean saying, "Sean, you need to get on this, mate. I reckon this might be something." Because, like you said, mate, I was in straight away. Because I'm like, yeah this ticks all the boxes that go from there. But I still remember that initial document you sent me, Damo, and then it feels, that feels like it. Like six oh, months ago now, I looked at it the other day and I'm thinking, geez, mm. that's like, it, even how we started off with just everything was in Word and Excel. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I didn't expect to come become an expert on Canva or Wix or anything like yeah. that. Um, like, like we have. Um, I guess that's one thing too, is that people have pointed out, they go, oh, you know, like, who are you paying to do this sort of stuff? But that's one mm. thing, everything that we've put up or produced other than the logo, um, which took mm. ages as well, um, <laughs> yeah, has been self self made. So um, yeah. it is, it is amazing what you can do with technology and stuff these days to get your brand out there. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that is a good it, point. Cause I had a lot of people that sort of asked, Oh, who, who, like, who made your website? Like a couple of my housemates. Like, who, who made oh, did, website? Did you? Yeah. And I was yeah, like, you oh, were doing that too, wouldn't you? It was actually me <laughs> inside that. Yeah. Funnily enough. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's amazing what happens. Like now we're, you know, we're making podcasts and doing this sort of stuff. And, and you know, on Wix and, and Canva and all that, it's absolutely ridiculous how, how quick and, and how fast it sort of develops. Um, all thanks yeah, to put a, the put a whole website content. together blog but it took us about three four weeks just to get a name i'm pretty sure didn't it yeah, yeah well that yeah. was it wasn't it couldn't get, couldn't get a name couldn't get a logo and that was like it, that was it like kept having deadlines like, we have to have to make a name like this time have to have a logo like this time <laughs> and it just never happened that, that's we, probably we'd like, come up with a good name as well and it'd be it'd be taken already yeah yeah, yeah. true actually or we have to pay five grand for the domain name that's <laughs> one that's one thing to finish on i think like how, how did we actually get the name that's something that gets a few questions this was another brainchild of mine actually this part was that i was i think i was looking at some gps specs one day and then or i was having a look at the gps or something for work and it just came to me because there were three of us 
And so in GPS, you've got the uh, the old triaxial accelerometer. And so I just thought, oh, I'll start the triax because I think we we're getting a bit frustrated. Like we couldn't figure the name and all this sort of stuff and oh, this and that. We're going to go with anything by the sound, like by the end of it. And uh, it just went uh, it, it, was so it, was D, it was DRS, wasn't it, originally? That's yeah, it's the yeah. DRS. That's it, yeah. <laughs> it's DRS, yeah. Yeah, Dan and Rob and Sean, yeah, let's rock and roll that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a... Uh, been a journey up until this point that's for sure uh, maybe if we finish off what are we we will be doing a few more podcasts to come so uh we've got a couple of different things we might do some topical stuff as well looking at some different aspects that we want to talk about may even have a couple of special guests along the way uh hopefully see if we can pull a few strings there and, and grab a couple of people but really want to provide a nice sort of informative space and and get people out there and recognizing our voices and our faces as well so yeah, I think, I think uh, if anyone's yes. interested in a particular topic, they can um, leave a comment or send us an email yeah, or something like that and we can look into it for them. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, so we'll try and come out with these sort of once a week or once a fortnight and, and have some good quality content there because we want to provide value at the end of the day. We want to make sure that um, all the people who sort of follow us get something out of it and, you know, and, and find the information useful. So maybe if we can sort of go into how people can find us uh, Sean, how, how do people find us if they want to get in contact with us, mate? Uh, well, social media is probably the easiest option for most people. We're all on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, other than that, you can check out our website, triaxperformance.com. Uh, we've got a pretty fancy blog on there with lots of uh, yeah. good quality articles if you want to have a look <laughs> at them. Otherwise, yeah, the, uh, social media is probably the easiest way to get to us. There you yeah, go. So, at Triax Performance for most of that, and then the email is at admin admin at treaxperformance.com so you can find us on there but i think that might do us so for episode one uh, thanks very much and, and thanks for tuning in <laughs>